0: me go on here and make sure that we are alive. Glory to God! There we are. We are alive. <laughs> no, we should be good. I ain't gonna walk around. <laughs> I'll stay in. I'll stay in one place today. All right. Hello and welcome tonight. Welcome to those who are in the house and to those who are watching or participating online. We welcome you. And uh, as you come in, uh, just uh, participate, Uh, don't just spectate, hallelujah. Uh, Let's go before the Lord and uh, just ask him uh, for his assistance, amen. Father, we just thank you for this time together, we thank you for your presence, we thank you for your power, we thank you for your precious Holy Spirit, and Holy Spirit, you are welcome into this conversation you are welcome into this service you are welcome into this teaching we ask that you would highlight the things to us that you would have us to know and understand and so i thank you for the work that you are going to do we anticipate it we expect it and we receive it in jesus name amen Amen. hallelujah glory to god well uh You know, I was up in the air as to whether or not we were going to uh, meet on uh, today. Last Wednesday we canceled because I know people get ready for Christmas, you know. And I'm like, if we ain't ready for New Year's, we ain't never going to be ready. There's no gifts to buy, you know, for Christmas, uh, for New Year's, uh, so we could get ready that day, you know, or uh, the day before. So uh, that's why we're meeting today. And two because uh, the Lord has been uh, talking to me about some things, and I feel uh, led to share some of that with you. Because it will help you. Now, take it or leave it. You know, and what I mean by that is don't try to just go and do all that I'm going to tell you today. Uh, do what the Lord, uh, the Holy Spirit shows you and highlights to you. Uh, but I will, I'll tell you the full, all the details. Uh, but you do what the Spirit of God desires for you to do. God doesn't expect you to grow in every area spiritually. Oh, my watch doesn't get that. Okay. All righty then. I'm sorry I pressed the button by accident. Uh, and so, uh, if you know, when we're talking about spiritual growth, sometimes we think, oh, i got to grow in every way. No, there's certain ways for different seasons that we need to grow. And God may tell someone else to grow in this way this year and you to grow in this way this year. And as long as you do that, you did what he told you to do. And so, of course, we grow as we read the word in many ways. But there are specific ways that he talks to us to grow uh, throughout the year. And and that's kind of what we'll talk about today because it will lead us into our uh, conversation that we're going to have on Saturday. I'm excited about (laughs) the direction that we're going uh, for on Saturday. We're going to do a year in review, uh, but we're also going to talk about this amazing race and uh, the victor's crown. And uh, we're going to talk about that on uh, Saturday. I'm excited about it because it's a different way that I've ever gone uh, for an end of year message uh, and, uh, that I've heard. And so uh, I thank God for his uh, revelation and his uh, leading us in that direction. Uh, On Monday during morning prayer, we talked a little bit about how uh, during this time of year, you know, many people are setting goals, making New Year's resolutions, doing all that, planning for uh, 2023. And and I shared how I take this last week of the month, uh, of the year, and I uh, reflect. I do some reflecting. I, I, I mentioned that my mentor, and it was Scott Fay, Uh, That said, never uh, plan for anything. This is for anything that you do in business, in your life and things, without reflecting first. Uh, We reflect first and then we plan. And so uh, since I heard this back in 2015, this is what I do. And I found that it makes my planning more fruitful. And so uh, a few things happen. And and this uh, was highlighted to me today, actually on Monday and more today as I was thinking about it, when we don't take the time to reflect on uh, the year, uh, one will often miss wins or victories that we experienced throughout the year. And some may say, so what? I experienced it, I won, check, done. (laughs) And, And that's fine if that's where we're at. But as I reflect on a victory, I can take note of what brought me to that victory. What did I do? What was my attitude? What were my habits? What was the pattern of behavior that led me to that win in whatever area of my life? And then reflecting it what, will, what it will do in that case, it will uh, help me have repeated victories. Not just one and then 10 years down the road another or two years down. No, I can have repeated victories. And so that's one of the things. The second thing I found... That happens when uh, we don't take the time to reflect. And this one, this, this has happened to me repeatedly. We'll repeat the same mistakes. <laughs> over and over. How many times have I set my weight loss goal? You know, <laughs> come on. Mm-hmm. Uh, it's still on my list and it's like the top thing, right? Why? Because I'm repeating the same mistakes year after year. And so, uh, and, and that's just one area. There's many other areas where uh, that happens. And so during my reflection, I can land on something that took place that ended up hurting me or someone else. Maybe it cost me financially more than it should. Uh, I, something that keeps tripping me up every year because maybe I self-sabotage. Uh, Or something I repeatedly allow into my life that robs me of my peace. And then I'm like, see, I knew it. I knew I shouldn't have done. You know, we all have that. And so I can land on those things and say, okay, how did that happen? What happened that brought that on? And I can reflect on that. And I can learn from those experiences and take note of how they happen so I can approach them differently the next time. So reflecting on these, uh, uh, these not-so-successful experiences can help me avoid repeated mistakes. And I'm not saying to dwell on that because the past is the past. We cannot go back and change it. So it's not to go back and reflect and go, oh, I wish I had. No, it's done. Can't change it. Don't cry over spilt milk, they say, right? And so what we can, it's not to do that. It's not for guilt and condemnation. It's just to learn from that experience and go, that happened, that ain't happening again. <laughs> this is why. And so uh, the third thing that happens when we don't take the time to reflect on the year, we'll miss opportunities. Uh, if I don't reflect, let's say, on my performance at work. Uh, I can miss out on opportunities for advancement uh, or promotion, maybe additional training that's going to put me in a better place, Uh, raises, bonuses, a student who uh, doesn't take the time to reflect on their year and how they're doing, how their grades are. They may miss potential for, you know, scholarship opportunities or uh, programs that can help them excel in areas of, you know, that they're learning in. Uh, And so reflecting on these types of things uh, can help uh, me be prepared for opportunities when they present themselves. And you know what? Back in 2015, when I started to do this, uh, I noticed that I actually found there were opportunities that were there that I didn't even know were there because I was too busy. uh, And so I didn't take that time to slow down and pause. But the minute I took the time to pause and reflect, oh, I did miss that opportunity. That had presented itself a long time ago. I just didn't do it because I didn't take the time to even notice it. Uh, And so uh, reflecting can do that. Uh, I like what John Maxwell says. Uh, He said, reflecting is pausing to let growth catch up to you. It's, it's pausing. He talks about evaluated experience, not just experience is the greatest teacher. I mean, we know the Holy Spirit's the greatest teacher. Uh, but when we talk about experience, uh, some will say experience is the greatest teacher. No, I can experience all kinds of things and not learn one iota from them. <laughs> just keep doing them over and over and over again. And so, uh, but if I'll evaluate and say, wait a minute... <laughs> This worked, this didn't. Let me do more of this. Uh, Evaluated, that's going to get me farther down the road. And so I've talked on reflection many, many times. Uh, It's something that I teach uh, even in business, uh, my reflection and goal setting uh, workshop that I do. But this is different. Uh, Today, uh, I'm coming at it from a different perspective because I think one of the themes for my life this year is disruption. And it's a good disruption. Disrupt. Uh, a lot of my routine was disrupted and replaced with a better routine. And what I mean by that is, I am a routine person. Ivan, I know you are too. Structured routine. I thrive when I have structure and routine in my life. I am a mess <laughs> when that. So it's almost to a fault. Like if I can't control that routine and something comes in, I'm. <laughs> I fall apart, and so I'm learning. I'm working to be flexible. I don't mean, and I don't mean like uh, I'm not flexible with other things. Uh, you know, I'm I'm real uh, adaptable. But when it comes to my personal time, I need structure and routine in my personal time. The things I control, I need structure in that. And that's like if, I, if you know, maybe I have to pick up my granddaughter or something and I'm like, oh, but I'm supposed to be in the word and studying it with my time with the Lord. And it's like, oh, you know, it gets me all the mess. And so that I'm working on. Uh, okay, Maria, there's 24 hours in a day. <laughs> and I know I told the Lord this is his time. I, I have to take her. You know what I mean? And he'll forgive me. <laughs> you know what I mean? I got to just talk myself through it. And so a lot of disruption took place dur- for my routine, but it was so good because I told the Lord uh, I realize that as I go through seasons and as I grow I've got to change things and so he's really changed things and even with my reflection this year I have tools I paid a lot of money for I have things that I have paid a lot of money for and he's like hmm put that down that was good for that season and it's good for people who are starting out in it and it helped you get this far but it will not get you farther down the road and so I had to change and so uh the things that he shared with me I want to share some of that with you and and again take what the Holy Spirit tells you to take uh tonight uh so Reflection will help us identify patterns of thinking and behaviors that we have that lead to growth, advancement, and success. And those patterns and thinkings and behaviors that lead us away from success. Reflection will help us do that. Those are just some of the things that reflection will help with and can assist us with. Now, planning is so important. You and I were created and we're designed to work within a plan don't know if you realize that but we are uh, remember uh, the Lord is a planner our Heavenly Father is a planner Jeremiah 29 11, we quote that all the time I know the plans I have for you says the Lord he has plans for us to give you a future and a hope his plans are for our future he plans for the future And then Ephesians talks about taking the steps that he planned out ahead of time. That's what we're called to do. And so we're designed to work within a plan. That's why so many people are so unfulfilled and unorganized and, you know, satisfied, dissatisfied because they don't have a plan. That's not for me. That's a business thing. No, it's not. It's a life thing. It's a God thing. The godly have plans, (laughs) and if we're smart, they're God's plans. And so uh, uh, Ephesians 1 verse 5 and 6 in the Passion, it says, For it was always in his perfect plan to adopt us as his delightful children. Do you delight your heavenly Father? I just hope every time he looks down and says, you're such a delight. Some days he probably goes, you know, usually you're delightful, but today not so much. (laughs) We do that to our kids, (laughs) our grandkids. And so uh, through our union with Jesus, the anointed one, so that his tremendous love that cascades over us would glorify his grace for the same love he has for the beloved Jesus he has for us. i just been meditating on that. And this unfolding plan brings him great pleasure. His unfolding plan for your life brings him great pleasure. And his plan, when you're making your plan that's aligned to his, it should bring you great pleasure. It should give you joy. You should, every time you look to that, it should give you motivation. It should inspire you to keep going because you know what's coming. You know what's coming. And so God is a planner, and there's nothing that can replace or give us more fulfillment than his perfect plan for our lives. Uh, So we need to plan and have growth goals, but we never make our plans without first consulting the Holy Spirit. We, We always, I never go through this process without engaging him. Uh, And what we're going to talk about in just a minute won't work if we don't engage him. Uh, Same applies to the planning portion of this process. Uh, I want to ensure that my plan isn't just my plan. Uh, I want to be on the path where God's plan unfolds because that's the plan that brings him great pleasure, that pleases him. And so I want to make sure that I'm on that path. And the Holy Spirit is the one who gets me on the path. He shows me where it is, directs me to it. And then uh, through the word of God and the spirit of God. And then the Holy Spirit will keep me on that plan and on that path. And so uh, I can plan my next steps aligned to his overall plan for my life. And this ensures that my ways please the Lord it brings him pleasure so as I said typically during this last week of the year I take the time to reflect over the year and as I do each year I ask the Holy Spirit to help and again I have tools and methods and things I can use for this uh, but I don't go into this without consulting the Holy Spirit so on Monday morning uh, around 7 20 I got on my couch where I usually sit with my electric blanket because I'm so cold and now my sister got me a wrap that's even warm around the neck you should see it looks like I you know I live in Alaska you would think and so, uh, probably if I lived in Alaska, I wouldn't have nothing. I'd be like, I'm fine. But it's just cold. And so I have my pen and I have my paper and I'm like, okay, it's time to reflect over 2022. And so, usually my routine is, I pull out the tools I have, which are electronic. I pull them out, ask, start asking those depth tar- charge questions and just asking. And so I felt, mm don't do that. And so I'm like, oh Something new, disruption. Been the theme of my life this year, so I'm okay with that. Okay, where are we going? (laughs) So it took a couple minutes. uh, But uh, something that Pastor Nancy Dufresne said came up in my heart as I was sitting there. And I wasn't thinking about this, so I know it was the Holy Spirit. Now, there, there uh, there are times when you're like, you know, is that me? Is that that you know? You know how that is, and so I said, "All right." I wasn't thinking about this. She reminded me of something that Dad Hagen, Brother Hagen, had said years ago. He said, "If you'll get your spirit where it ought to be, your body will respond and get in line." Yeah. (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. I'm like, okay, is this the Lord or is this, <laughs> is this just me? Yeah. Uh, so, um, yeah, so he reminded me. So that came up in my heart. I said, okay, you know, let me just sit and ponder on that for a few minutes. I said, that's good. That's really good. Good word. And so um, I thought about how many times I saw this to be true in my life. And uh, in the life of individuals that are close to me too. I have an individual that I notice that anytime this individual gets their stuff together spiritually. What does he mean by that? He means that uh, if I'll do what the Lord has been dealing with me about, then the, the, the fit in the spirit realm, the spiritual stuff that he's been dealing with me about, then the things in the natural will just start responding and they'll, they'll start fixing and there's an individual that's close to me that every time this individual would just do the right thing spiritually, like we'd see them in church and, you know, or they'd be tithing or, you know, they'd just be, you know, walking in love and things and you knew it. It was unbelievable the things that happened for this person. I'm like, What? How did that work out for you? I mean, unbelievable how the not- dominoes just fell into place. You know, I'm like, ah, excuse me. And so the in that part, it was like unbelievable, like after time, after time, after time. And yet the individual, you know, chooses not to, you know, and I'm like, Dude, don't you see it's so clear to everybody else, you know, and so uh, the same in my life, I, I know that there were times in my life being a single mom, you know, it was tough, it was things were expensive, you know, and things and as the kids grow, they get older. Uh, so financially, it wasn't e- always easy. Uh, but I noticed uh, there was one time where our company would give out raises and we were at that place where they were like, everyone's going to forego your raise, you know, like pat ourselves on the back. We're so good. We're forgoing our raise. We were we were forgoing our raise, but we were not happy about it. We were like making sure everybody knew we foregoed our raise this year. No raise. Every time something came out in no raise, you know how that is. Uh, But we did that for about two years because they had so much debt they had to take a loan from the state. It was just horrible, health care for you. And so then from there on out, it was here's your 1%. You got 1%. You got 1%. If you showed up every day to work and did over and above, you got 1%. You didn't come to work half the time, got written up, you got 1%. What does that do for morale? I see that person over there who does nothing get the same amount out that just so now you've got strife in the organization. Well, that year, one of the years this happened for like 6 years we did 1%. Uh I got an 11% raise in the middle of all of that. 11%. And the way it happened was I my title was secretary at the time to a director, but it was secretary 3, I think. It was the the non-union position. So it was secretary to director and they said um we're we're looking at market value, you know, to, to compare our salaries, and they're like, your title is not jiving with, you know, those. So we're gonna change your title. So my boss was like, let them do it, and I said, okay. So they changed it, secretary to and this particular individual, and just changing it to that, he was a director. Uh, he said, let it happen, and I'm like, okay. So we let it happen. And just changing it to that, it got bumped up just like 3%, 4%, right? So I'm like, oh, that's wonderful. Then I got my 1%. And so I'm like, okay. And then uh, within not even a week, my boss called me in and he said, I just want you to know, I wanted them to do that first because they're getting ready to promote me and I'm going to be the chief technology officer and vice president of the company. He said, and so your title's gonna change to secretary to, and actually they changed it to assistant to vice president, chief technology officer and with that comes another raise. And he knew it, he knew it. Cause he said they could've just let everything else happen and I would've got one raise. So that bumped me up to 11% raise. That took me over time that was at a time when i looked back at that and reflected on that that is when i was one uh, at, i was at a place where spiritually i was in the right place i was growing in the lord i was i was serving him i was in a good place spiritually. And so I know that that put me in the full flow of his provision, in the higher flow of his provision. That's what that will do when we, it's not works that we do, but it just puts you in the right place to receive. It opens your heart to receive. And so that was unheard of. I couldn't tell anybody because they'd probably crucify me. But I'm just like, yeah, I did, you know, <laughs> You're trying to be under. But it was. Uh, I saw that happen when I got things right, and I can give you stories of opposite of that. When life wasn't, when I wasn't right spiritually, and I knew I wasn't right spiritually. You, you don't have to guess and, and wonder, <laughs> you know, and so I knew, and things are just one after another failing, and so uh, you know that is. So what Brother Hagin said, I've proved to be true in my own life. And if you do some reflecting, you'll see that that's true uh, in, in your life as well. So the Holy Spirit brought that back to my remembrance. And I said, okay, so we're going somewhere with this. Uh, he uh, took me to 2 Corinthians chapter 13. and that's brother hagen again what what he's saying there is the lord's has been dealing with me about i do i take care of that and then everything else falls into place and that there's a scripture for that seek first the kingdom of god and his way of doing things and his way of being and all these things will be added unto you so uh, that's what it reminds me of so in second corinthians 13 i never looked up this verse in doing reflection before in this process ever And so he took me there to 2 Corinthians 13, verse 5. Examine and test and evaluate your own selves to see whether you are holding to your faith and showing the proper fruits of it. Test and prove yourselves, not Christ. Do you not yourselves realize and know thoroughly by an ever increasing experience that Jesus Christ is in you unless you are counterfeits, disapproved, on trial and rejected? The message says, test yourselves to make sure you are solid in the faith. Don't drift along taking everything for granted. Give yourselves regular checkups. You need firsthand evidence, not mere hearsay, that Jesus Christ is in you. Test it out. If you fail the test, do something about it. <laughs> so I never saw that before during this process of reflection. Never. So he disrupted what I normally do, and I'm thankful for that. Uh, Because this verse is the foundation of the reflection that he has led me to do for this year. Based on that word, he brought to my remembrance from Brother Hagin. My reflection began this year with a self-examination. Never had done this uh, for this process. uh, Based on this verse of scripture. And the questions I'm asking and answering are, am I steadfast? in my faith is my faith bearing the fruit which is appropriate for where I'm at in my spiritual journey your fruit bearing may be different than mine and and theirs may be different than ours because it depends on where you are in your spiritual journey and what the Lord has been dealing with you about what faith product a believer should always be working on something always have a faith project that's how our faith grows and so the Lord's always talking to us about something to stretch our faith and so um, that's where I started Uh, Paul encouraged each individual to do this for themselves and then Jesus did Jesus called it judging ourselves that's what he called it judge yourselves. judge yourselves he said And so as we look at this, one thing I caution is for us not to think about our spouse, our kids, our siblings, our friends, our enemies and say, oh, they should be doing this. You know, where are they? They should be here tonight. You know, no. We look at this for ourselves. And this is and we do this with the Holy Spirit. Uh, This is. One of the the original translation of this verse talks about this being and do an intense examination. That's what it says, an intense examination. And so this means we're going to ask and answer questions that aren't always comfortable to answer. And this is why we need the Holy Spirit. Because we can either be so hard on ourselves that we extend no grace and mercy. We would never talk to someone else the way we talk to ourselves sometimes. So, or we're too soft on ourselves in certain areas. The Holy Spirit will help bring balance. He'll help bring the balance to this process because he's, he's so good. He's so, he knows you better than you know yourself. And so he'll help us and say, you know, mm-mm, you have been, mm-mm. and yes, you have. Remember that time I said to do this and you did it right away. See, you've got to count that. That counts. That's a win. And so that's the Holy Spirit will help us with that in this process. Uh, our hearts want to fully please the Lord. We want to fully please the Lord and complete our heavenly assignment. We have a heavenly assignment here on this earth, just as Jesus had a heavenly assignment here on this earth. He completed his, and so we got to complete ours. And so uh, Jesus did his in three years. Every year, part of our assignment gets complete. We've had more time than him. (laughs) He had three years to do his, so you see that going in quick time, right? It was accelerated. For us, as long as we're here, we don't know how much time, so we should do everything we can, make sure we're staying in step with the Holy Spirit. Every year, we should have part of our assignment completed, more and more of it. And so uh, the enemy will will oppose our pursuit of our God-given assignment. And our flesh and our mind, if it's unrenewed, will too. Because it's not always easy and not convenient. (laughs) It isn't. It goes against a lot of times what this world uh, says is the norm. And so uh, if I don't recognize that and prepare for it, it will stop my forward progress and my advancement. And so that's why we want to get in front of that. Uh, So the first question I I ask myself, does my lifestyle reveal that the Lord is my priority? And I got to sit and ask and think. Now, if you journal every day, even if it's like for two minutes, you know, on things, on significant things. I'm not saying, I ate raisin bran with skim milk for breakfast. Now, if you are keeping a food journal, that is appropriate. (laughs) But for your regular journal that you're doing, Nisha, thank you for my gratitude and Craig for my gratitude journal. Now I got a journal just for that. Usually I combine everything. Now I got a journal just for that. That's going to make it so much easier. And so if you have a time to do it, it's easier to do that. Because you know what I do? I have two of these um, full this year. I have about, uh, okay, I have, I'm thinking about don't walk, don't walk, stay in one place. That's what I get. All right, so I have um, two of these this year to look through. Uh, these are things that the Lord has given me. And so I told the Lord, Lord, we got to fill this this week. We got to get this filled. Uh, so what I do is I go back and I start looking at the words of the Lord that he gave me. And uh, while he gives me these words, I always write down thoughts of how I did it or how I thank him for it or how I'm going to walk it out. I go back and I can look at that. So I sit, I'll just sit and start flipping the pages and just start reading, just start reading. And something will jump out at me. So I'll stop. Oh, yes, that's right. This did happen. And this is how I handled it. So if you journal, this makes it much easier. Unless you have amazing memory. God bless you. A lot has happened in a year. (laughs) so uh, if you do then then you know and and the Holy Spirit again will help he'll help wherever you are the Holy Spirit will help and so it just makes it easier for me if I can always journal every day or every other day you know or once a week or even once a quarter I just journal everything for three months and just look back. What was the most significant thing that happened? What was the hardest thing I had to do? And how did I overcome those kind of things? Uh, If we'll do that, this makes it much easier. And there's a reason for all of this, which we'll find out on Saturday. Uh, But 2 Timothy, so does my lifestyle uh, reveal that the Lord is my priority? If God couldn't see my heart, would he know from my actions that my life is dedicated to him and to the fulfillment of his plan? If he couldn't see my heart, because you know, oh, God knows my heart, you know, he sees my heart. But if he couldn't, would my actions alone show him that I'm interested in fulfilling his plan for my life? That's a question to answer. Uh, and so I, he took me to uh, 2 Timothy chapter 3. Verse 1 to 5, and I'll read it out of the Passion. But you need to be aware that in the final days, the culture of society will become extremely fierce. People will be self-centered, lovers of themselves and obsessed with money. They will boast of great things as they strut around in their arrogant pride and mock all that is right. They will ignore their own families. They will be ungrateful and ungodly. They will become addicted to hateful and malicious slander, slaves to their desires. They will be ferocious, belligerent haters of what is good and right. With brutal treachery, they will act without restraint, bigoted and wrapped in clouds of their own conceit. They will find their delight in the pleasures of this world more than the pleasures of the loving God. They may pretend to have a respect for God, but in reality, they want nothing to do with God's power. Stay away from people like these, he said. This was Paul warning who? The church. And he was saying that there are some in the church that will do this. (laughs) And so uh, I got to ask myself the question, are any of these behaviors or attitudes showing up in my life today? Because they're going to be more prevalent as the, the uh, coming of the Lord gets closer and closer. And so uh, these behaviors and attitudes come with a cost. And that cost is in verse 9. It says, but they will not advance, for everyone will see their madness just as they did with Janus and Jambres. They'll be found out, yes. But it also says they won't advance. No growth, no progress, no advancement. That's not the life of a born-again spirit-filled believer. That is not how we should live. But these behaviors and these attitudes will cost us. Paul called them out for their counterfeit faith. It looks real at first glance from a distance. Sounds good. But when you take a closer look, when you hold it up to the light of the Word of God, you see that it is not real. There's no quality about it. No. Counterfeit. Not real. And so uh, we've got to look for that. He said, uh, they say they respect and love God, but they really love themselves. And so I have to ask, you know, they come first. So I had to ask the question, am I concerned with my own needs first? My pleasure, my comfort, my happiness matters most? Do I offer service to anyone if it requires me to sacrifice my time, my energy, my money, and my comfort? Or can I honestly say I'm living my life primarily for Jesus, fulfilling his plan? Questions we've got to answer, ask and answer. I look back to some of the messages that God directed me to minister in preparation for our year in review. And right the first week of January, we started a series called Kingdom Minded. Uh, And that we talked about, God warned us about coasting through this year. He warned us. You can't coast your way to walking in love with your spouse. You can't coast your way, we said, to getting closer to God. You can't coast your way to giving more into the kingdom. You can't coast your way. I I mean, I'm looking at the notes like, oh, yeah, we did teach on that, didn't we? Yeah, coasting is not uh, what we do. We're intentional with how our pace, with our pace, because we want to stay in step with the Spirit of God. We want to be directed. And so... uh, Coasting is a work of the flesh. It will uh, lead us away from the things of God, not to his things. And so then we also talked about the navigational instruments that God has given to us so we can live aligned to the kingdom. And uh, one of those things, or most of those things, we can use during this time of self-examination. So I use the word in this. Is the word of God a priority in my life? Can I check that and say, is the Word of God a priority in my life? What do I do with my time? Do I make spending time with God a top priority in my life? Or do I complain that I have no time to read my Bible, no time to pray, no time to go to church, yet somehow I have lots of time to visit with friends, watch TV, read a book, me time, and other things? If God looked at my life and measured what I love most by the things I dedicate my time to, what would he say? What would he say? Or whom who would he say I love most? How about my service to others? Many say they love God, but they never have time to serve him in one very practical way at church. And we also talked about that when we talked about why we assemble, how we assemble uh, together in the beginning of 2022. And I heard from a number of individuals during that series that, man, that just kicked my behind, put fire under me. I know I need to be in church. I haven't heard it that way before. And yet those same individuals are still not attending a church. I don't mean this church. I mean a church, a church, any church, attend a church, a church, get out there and attend some church, <laughs> preferably the one God sends you to. And so, uh, so uh, opposition comes and they responded. And so uh, something the Lord has been really highlighting to me that makes my church-going experience just exciting. And, uh, and, and because I'm open to him to do this, I, I, I don't want to get bored with church. I don't want to get, because I have in the past. I'll be honest. I mean, you know, I, I told our board, if things don't change, I'm out. You know, this was, you know, like 10 years ago. I'm like, I'm, I'm done with this. I was going through the motions. I, I wasn't happy. I wasn't fulfilled because I wasn't doing it right. Because I, ha- I didn't have the full knowledge of what this even was. But the more we lean into it and the more we ask God to show us and give us a love for this the way he has it, he will show you things that you never thought of. And so every time that uh, I I think of church or I think of coming here, uh, he reminds me that I and the members of this faith family are members of the body of Christ and uh, his church and that we are important and that the way we come together is important to God. Uh, Because he is depending on us to continue the work that Jesus started. And Jesus is the head of the church. We are his body. He needs us in this house. He needs us. And so he also, he reminds me all the time, we're a part of something bigger. A part of something bigger. And so he, he highlights that to me when I'm coming here. And uh, Jesus started it, and so we complete that work. We're, We're continuing that work. What work? The plan of God for this earth. The Holy Spirit also reminds me that he has entrusted me and every member of this body with a supply for this body. He's entrusted every member of Father's House Family Church with a supply of the Spirit for this body. He reminds me of that. When I when I get ready to come, and maybe it's a Wednesday where it's like, whoo, it's been a busy week, and I've had this and this and this, and I'm like, okay, we'll just go and just give it a good old try. It reminds me how I show up matters because, Maria, I've entrusted you with the supply of the Spirit to do this today. And whatever it is and whatever service that we have, uh, whatever it is that we do, just coming and showing up, we're bringing that supply of the Spirit with us. Hallelujah. And then uh, there is a supply available to us as we come. We add to it, and so it doesn't matter how abundant the supply is if I'm not there to receive it. It doesn't matter. And so, you know, this is the question to why aren't we seeing moves of the Spirit of God? Well, here we are. So this is something that I include in my my self-examination. Now, I come to the services, obviously, because, you know, if I don't come, then we probably don't have a service <laughs> unless I designate someone else to do the service. You know what I mean? Like, it, it, come on. So common sense. So I'm not looking at whether I'm here or not, counting how many I'm here. For me, I'm looking at how am I coming? How am I? Did I bring my full supply this week? That means I got to be doing what I'm supposed to be doing at home, reading the Word, getting filled up, getting prayed up, getting ready. Be c- Come here expecting, anticipating ready, showing up with my full supply and then drawing on the abundant supply that he has in place in this place too. And so I come and I bring it. I don't send my supply. He says to bring your supply. And so I look at that. And so I kind of just went through and uh, look. We had 147 opportunities to pray together during morning prayer in 2022. I you were probably on all 147 of them, Miss Donna. You too. Yeah, yeah. And so we had 147 opportunities to pray together. We had 52. I mean, it's two Saturday services, so 52 opportunities to meet together on Sundays to bring our supply. Amen, to give, to serve, receive the word on Sundays. We had, uh, it's a little less, it's like 51 opportunities because we didn't meet last week on Wednesdays to uh, pray together, to praise together, to give, to serve, to receive the word on Wednesdays. That's a lot of opportunities that we've had. And so I asked myself, uh, how, how, how much did I participate in? Uh, you know, that's a question asked, how... how, how do, did I lend myself to those opportunities? Make myself available to those opportunities, and then did I fully participate? At what level did I participate uh, in in the services that I did attend? Because I could have got nothing just as someone who didn't attend. You know, the Lord dealt with me on that, and I got corrected in front of everybody on morning prayer one day for that. He gave me my answer of, you know, this is why. <laughs> The way you show up matters. <laughs> and so uh, does my current church attendance tell God that I know and recognize the importance of being a member of his church on this earth during this time in history? He has us here for a reason. And he doesn't work outside of his church, just so you know. <laughs> he works within the body of Christ. Christ. Jesus is still working on this earth through you and I, his body. And we are his church. And that's where he first does everything that he's going to do. So if I want to be a part of what God is doing, I better get in a local church and attend faithfully. And that's coming from a pastor. It's it's not easy for a pastor to stand up and say that. But you know what? The Spirit of God will help me say it. Because it's important. Because I see so much destruction and opposition from the enemy in people's life, And I see that door wide open off the hinges laying on the ground beside the doorpost where it's supposed to be. If you'll just do that and get your spiritual life in order in that way. A simple thing. Come to church. Find a church. If you don't like this one, find one you like. Find one you like. And go and be a blessing to that church I cannot say it with uh, more conviction find one you like and go and be a blessing and help Jesus do his work the rest of his work on this earth it's not about us it's not about any one of us it's so much bigger than any one of us and that's what he keeps reminding me so even on my post when I say I'm here And I'm part of the church of God. Around the world, people are meeting and they are serving and they are worshiping God, and I get to be a part of it. I get to be a part of it. You get to be a part of it. I am not staying home in a warm blanket. I gotta come, I gotta be here. Oh my goodness. And so we can go on and on with questions. Uh, you know, what do I give God financially each year? My financial giving reveals what or whom I love most. Uh, I know some uh, individuals who will meet with people to help them prioritize. And they'll say, give me your bank statement for the last three months. And they're like, no, my finances are fine. I don't need to no, know." give me your bank statements for the last three months. Now, they paid a lot of money. these people to sit with that's the first thing they'll take and they'll look through their financial statements their bank statements and they'll say so this is how many times you went you know maybe to the movies or or bought movies online or this is how many times you did so this is what this is your priority your bank account will show you what your priority is that's your priority there you are where I spend my money the most is my priority You pay thousands of dollars for them to come back with, here's your priority, you know, here it is. And you're like, what? You know, but where we spend our money the most, that's our priority. And so am I giving to God? financially Uh, you know am I giving consistently to him and to his work Uh, the places that I give I ask the question are they still being fruitful am I hearing from the people I support (laughs) you know or have they fallen off and I'm just doing it for the sake of oh I got to give somewhere no there are plenty of places that are fruitful and doing the work of the kingdom especially that's for this time that we can sow into and receive a harvest on Uh, how about uh, my prayer life is it active do I just pray for my own needs and that of my families, Or do I pray for the needs and the desires of others? Does God hear me praying primarily for myself? Or does he hear me praying for others? Valid question. Uh, when was the last time I gave up something or changed my schedule to help someone else or walk in obedience to God? sacrifice? <laughs> Have I sacrificed for him? If God opened up the book of sacrifices I've made for him or others this year, what would the record show? Would it show that I care deeply for him and that I live in obedience to his word? Or would it show that I'm unwilling to inconvenience my life or sacrifice any part of my private plans? Those are valid questions. So this is what I've been doing this week. (laughs) Uh, Just taking the time to reevaluate and to reflect and to do some self-examination. And Hebrews talks about laying aside every weight or sin that so easily besets us and running this race. Uh, You know growth is (laughs) stepping over things you used to trip on. That's growth. I don't trip on that anymore. I used to, but I just walk all over it. I walk right on top of it, just go. It doesn't affect me no more. That's growth. And we should be experiencing that in every area of our life, even spiritually. Mm -hmm. So if we'll take care of this spiritual part, these are the things that affect our spiritual part of us. Then, yeah, we can plan for the things in the natural. And we should. There are things that we can do in the natural. You know, my budget is not going to happen and be a budget if I don't plan that. I'm just going to keep. If, if a habit that I developed, in a pattern of behavior that I developed, is to spend the minute I see bling, you know, something attracts my attention, <laughs> you know, or my my therapy <laughs> is to go to Marshalls, you know. And so, if that's the case, but I need to do this because the Lord's, you know, like you got to get your stuff together because something's coming, and I need you to be ready to give to that. And you're not going to be if you continue this. Well, then guess what? there's competing commitments which one's going to win. Well, if I if a pattern of behavior is this, then I need a working plan in the natural. How am I going to do this, okay? Now, it may be that I go from every week I'm buying a pair of shoes at Marshalls or going to see what kind of shoes just I'm just going to look, and you know you're going to buy. <laughs> so, okay, I can't go look every week. I'll go once a month. I'll I'll do that Lord that's my sacrifice you know there are things we can do in the night it doesn't have to be I'm not going no more at all because we're not gonna stick to that because the minute something happens and we get sad where we run into some people run to the refrigerator and the Ben & Jerry's I run to the store (laughs) to shop because it makes me feel good (laughs) some people Nancy said she paints her nails she said I watch Holy Ghost television HGTV and I paint my nails she said, that's what I do. When I'm like, nope, not going to think about it. Not going to think about it. Uh, me, I, I go, I'll run to the store. Now, that a lot of times you could be spending money you shouldn't be spending when you do that. And so it, the Lord may deal with you on things. Yes, we got to put natural plans in place as well. We got to do that. Guardrails, guardrails. Uh, a budget is guardrails. This protects me. It protects my investments. It protects my, my uh, future. And so we got to do that. So, um this is important to do, this whole process, the reason why we're talking about this. It's important because one day everything is going to be laid out in the open before God. Amen. Everything. My life, your life. Amen. And we're not going to have so-and-so beside us who, you know, every time I try, he or she stopped me. No. Uh-uh. <laughs> it's, it's us. And so it will be laid open before the Lord. And I want to expose these areas, judge myself on these areas now. So when I stand before him, I got a big smile on my face. I'm not like, hope he didn't remember that. <laughs> you know, how'd I do? You know, how when the teacher's standing there grading your work in front of you, you're like, oh, oh did I pass? Yeah, I don't want to be doing that. And uh, yeah, people are like, well, the Lord is gracious and this and that. Yeah, but. This is what we're going to talk about on on Wednesday. We're talking about this amazing race and the victor's crown. And I don't know if you realize, but there are like at least five crowns that you and I will have when we get to heaven. Jesus doesn't just hand out crowns just because he feels sorry for us and everybody gets a crown. You get a crown and you get a crown. No, no. There's conditions that must be met. And so they are not just, these crowns are victor's crowns in the way that it's running a race. It's about running a race and completing it. That's why Paul said, uh, well, the writer of Hebrews said uh, that to run, for, and he talks about the prize. And in Philippians, he talks about the prize because this is what he's talking about this victor's crown. And so people go, I, we've, whenever I've heard a message on this, people go, I don't need recognition, so I could care less either way. I, doesn't matter to me. Doesn't matter to me. Whether I get a crown or not on that day, you realize what you're going to do with that crown? We fall down. We lay our crowns at the feet of Jesus. <laughs> That's my treasure to lay at his feet. And I want as many as I can get so I can lay it at his feet. That's why. And that, those crowns are set aside for those who complete his assignment for their lives. So what am I here for? What am I here for? What am I taking up space and air for? For myself? No. Jesus came. He fulfilled the plan in three years. He's given us, some of us have lived, you know, I'll be 50 next month. And so I, we've got, I, I've had a lot of time. And, and from here on out, you can have the greatest growth. You can have the greatest fruit. Your faith can produce the greatest fruit it ever has in the last few years you have been the whole entire life that you've lived. (laughs) It's it's not based on anything else except, okay, this is what I'm doing. I made up my mind and I'm telling my body what to do. My spirit, we're going to surrender our will to the will of God. Amen. 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 Because that's what we're getting to. (laughs) I care if I get a crown. And I don't just want one. I want many to lay at his feet. That's my treasure that I can give to him and say, listen, I laid it down on earth, and I'm laying it down here in front of you. Ooh, at your feet. (laughs) At your feet. And it was worth every sacrifice. It was worth it. It was worth it. It was worth it. It was worth it. So that's what we remind ourselves when opposition comes. When the devil, you know, is, is playing around and is like, you know, your bed is warm. Don't get up and go read. <laughs> your bed is warm. Don't go to church. There's a party over here. Don't do that instead. You know, yeah. Yeah, it does. I know it does. And that's what I said. Bring your shout of victory on, uh, on Saturday because that's what we're going to talk about. It, it's, it's about we'll review the year, uh, but we're going to talk about our future uh, because when all is said and done, because we're, fi- we're getting ready to get step over into another year, but soon and very soon, there's no other year to step into. Soon and very soon, we step into heaven. We step into heaven. All is said and done, and that day is coming sooner than you think, sooner than I think. And so I've got work to do. We've got work to do. And it's not hard work. It's a joy. It's a joy and an honor to do this, especially when we know what's coming. (laughs) Glory to God. Glory to God. Yeah. 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 Yeah, busy. Busy yeah. doing everything that we're supposed to do. Yeah, right, right, okay. right. That prevents and that's for enter. Yeah. Get to the place where that yeah. yeah, that does. Yeah. It does prevent. It does prevent. You so have to really be intentional. Yeah. Then In that plan. Yeah. We can do that's good. this first. That's good. Yeah, that's good. Uh That's exactly, exactly. uh We, during prayer, Uh, Yeah, this morning we were praying for uh, the lost. We were praying for souls. We're praying for his harvest. And uh, during that time of prayer, it just was so strong on the inside of me that there are individuals living in less than the anointing, less than they should be. So the anointing is present in all of us. The anointing is there. Uh, But we are living in a lesser flow, a lower flow than we need to. Uh, of the anointing and uh, the word of the Lord came to me concerning that and it was what am I doing and this is a question we should ask what am I doing with the Great Commission what am I doing because if I will do that and know that my priority is to, to to speak with individuals about him to live my life so they see him in me if I'll do that I'll walk in a greater flow I'll walk in a higher flow, and so and in even healing in my body. Maybe I've been, you know, standing on the word and not seeing that manifest on the outside. This could be the answer to that. Mm-hmm. It could be the answer to that. And so everything is connected in the spirit. Everything yeah. is connected. Yeah. And so what she's saying is, a lot of people are busy doing what you're supposed to do. Yeah, doing what you're doing things uh, and accomplishing things, uh, but it could keep us from doing His things. It could keep us, and uh, you know, and, and that's something that um, the Holy Spirit can help us. We don't do that. We don't correct that on our own. Again, the, the Holy Spirit will help you bring that balance that you need. Don't, don't try to correct it on your own because you know what? Then you're going to go to this side of the ditch, and some people will quit their jobs and go, well, I believe that I, the Lord had told me that I got to quit my job because I'm doing too bad. Mm, then they're broke and calling you for money every week. Can the church support me? You know, you had a job. Why'd you go, well, I feel I need to pray every day. No, there's a way to do it. And the Holy Spirit will show you how you need to do it. Because if that's your assignment at that job, you need to stay there. But he'll show you how to do it with the job, with the job, in the job. He'll show you if if we're just willing and ask him. Amen. Amen. Glory to God. Let's get ready to uh, give this evening. Ivan, do you mind grabbing the on that back desk on the left? Oh, there might be some on the right too. Hallelujah. If you need an envelope tonight, you can uh, raise your hand and it will be given to you. For those of you who are watching online, uh, if you would like to give, you can also give. Um, And uh, I'm just making sure we're still on because I think we might be off here about... uh, 805 so if we go off we know why uh, but if uh, you would like to give you can give online on our website you can give through PushPay. thank the Lord we are at $20,000 <laughs> glory to God for our uh, funding the dream now if you think about it we don't have to end on December the 31st because uh, we don't have to end because we don't have the land yet so we're not working with the bank yet so we'll continue we'll just continue and so uh, we'll continue to do that and we'll continue to give and be uh, intentional about that. And uh, the, I can't wait to see uh, what the Lord does concerning this. I really can't. I can't wait to see what he does. And so uh, thank you for your giving into the Funding the Dream uh Uh, campaign. We thank you for doing that. We thank everyone who has given and contributed towards that, and we know that uh, we'll not lack for anything. Father, we just thank you for this time together. I thank you. We value your word. We value the processes. We value the work that the Holy Spirit uh, enlightens us with, that he shows us. We so value your word and your way of doing things. It's so opposite of what the world does. And so thank you for bringing us to that, for leading us to that. And so we thank you that as we obey and as we do what you tell us to do, we thank you, Father, that there's victory, there's success, there's significance, there's fulfillment, there's crowns. And so we thank you for it tonight. We thank you that as we obey in our giving, that the windows of heaven are open to us. And I thank you that uh, we align ourselves in our giving with your word. And because of that, we are a blessed people. We give glory and honor to you in Jesus name. amen. 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 Glory to God. Well, I hope and I pray that you got something from this tonight. Uh, I thank the Lord for his word, and I thank the Lord for the Holy Spirit. Come on Saturday, 4 p.m., and bring your shout of victory and praise. We're just going to thank the Lord. We're going to praise. We're going to have communion together and end our year uh, with that, and uh, we'll, we'll talk about our crowns. How about that? jewels lots of jewels jewels blings you know i like bling and it ain't gonna be fake either it's gonna be the real deal the real deal (laughs) all right thank you lord we thank you father thank you for watching us online or participating online have an awesome day in the lord god bless you thank you we'll see you soon